This webcast is for informational purposes only. The content provided does not constitute medical advice or diagnosis, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The opinions and information provided during the webcast are for informational and discussion purposes only. We do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy, completeness, adequacy, or currency of the content provided. This webcast is not a substitute for professional psychological or medical treatment, advice, assistance, or services. Should you or a family member need help with any of the matters discussed during the program, please contact a competent licensed professional for assistance. Welcome to Caught Between Generations. I'm Dr. Merle, and I'm so happy you've decided to join me today. We are your one-stop shop for caregiver information, resources, and tips. As a caregiver, first for my father and then for my mother in my own home, I found that there were two things that really made a difference in my ability to continue caring for them. One was I had to try and stay healthy. And the second was I really needed to get rest and to refuel. You know, think of yourself kind of as a car driving down a road. And if you don't go to the gas station and if you don't refuel, you'll just stop dead in the road. You won't be able to continue. And as caregivers, we need to get that rest. We need to refuel and we need to try and stay healthy. So today we're going to address ways to achieve both of these goals. In the first part of our time together, we'll be talking to Tammy Ross. Tammy is a registered dietitian, a nationally recognized speaker, and author of the book, What Do I Eat Now? This book deals primarily with people who have type 2 diabetes. However, we're not going to spend any time learning about what you can eat and what you can eat. I mean, let's face it. If you need this information, you can Google it, you can go to the internet, you can go to your dietitian at your hospital, you can access this information almost anywhere. So rather, what we're going to discuss is how you can begin to change old habits. So, for example, my problem is eating late at night. When I was caring for my mother, she suddenly decided that she wanted cinnamon swirl toast at about 10 o'clock every night. I mean, it was great. It was warm. It was delicious. She smeared it with butter. But you know what happens when you start eating cinnamon swirl toast? You know, every night you gain about 20 pounds. Not good. So eating at night is still a problem for me. So I'm really looking forward to asking Tammy, how do you begin to make these kinds of changes using her smart technique? Later, Jason Tucker will join me. He will be sharing information with us about how my company, which is Sarah Care, has a new program that we hope will get you through the holidays without becoming exhausted. These types of programs are designed to help you decrease your stress, and to help you refuel. Welcome to Tammy Ross. Welcome to Caught Between Generations. I'm excited to be with you today and talk to your listeners. Um, It's just a great conversation. I'm very excited that you're here. I really enjoyed reading your book. So Tammy, even though your book really deals a lot with proper eating or appropriate eating for type 2 diabetics, the thing in your book that really attracted my attention is you have a small section in there for a technique called SMART, 
where you talk about setting up goals and having a plan that I found extremely interesting because I think the crux of the problem really is when you want to change how you eat is how do you do that? How do you go from eating one way to going to eating another way? So can you tell us a little bit about your technique called SMART? Yeah, so SMART goal setting. Some of your listeners may have heard of this before. It's a technique that's used in different areas and in the business world as well. But when we think about SMART goal setting, SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, realistic and time-bound, smart. And so when we think about goals, you know, um, in practice, I'm a diabetes educator and a dietitian, so I counsel individuals daily about making changes in their eating habits and, um, you know, changes in lifestyle to manage diabetes. But when we talk about goal setting, oftentimes people will say, well, I want to eat healthier, or I want to start eating more fruits or vegetables. And, you know, that's an admirable and achievable goal, but how do we make that happen, you know, in real life? And so that's where SMART kind of comes into play. And we can talk a little bit more about that, or if you have specific examples, you know, that you're thinking about that you'd like to talk about. Happy to work through that. Right. So let me just, let's talk about the most common one, which is the one you mentioned, which is I will eat more fruits and vegetables. I mean, how do I start doing that? You know, that's a great question. And so first we want to think about, well, what fruits or vegetables do you like? And so oftentimes I'll probe a little bit to see what do people like and what are you willing to try and are there new fruits and vegetables you may be interested in? And then we kind of begin to work through the specific goals. Um, you know, so when we think about specific, it, it, taking that general goal, I will eat more fruits and vegetables, for instance, to make it smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, that goal would turn into something like, I will have a medium fresh orange for breakfast three days this week. So we have put very specific um, measures around it so that we can really see how well do we do achieving that goal. Maybe you're able to eat a medium orange for breakfast two days a week and then next week we'll work on trying to achieve that goal again. See, I feel better already. I mean, that's much easier. When I think about I will eat more fruits and vegetables, which since I'm a vegetarian, I actually do. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I... It, it sounds overwhelming, but if you say to me, well, you're going to eat a small or a medium orange three times a week every morning, you know, I, I, I can do that. It sounds achievable. Right. So, right. so let's talk about, I want to talk about something personal. I mean, it's the advantage of, of being on the show, having the show. So my issue is I tend to work very, very long hours. I'm often not done working until 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, and I just feel like I really need to reward myself with something to eat. And usually what that reward is is not something very good, and it's usually very high in calories, and, you know, it, it's just not good. So how would I change that? You know, um, there's a couple different things that we'd be looking at there. What I see with my patients a lot of times is that they may stress eat late in the 
day because they have just had a rough day and that's the few moments when they kind of sit down and say, oh, I, I'm going to you know, reward myself. And so um, along with that, a lot of times we can train our bodies to actually be hungry at a specific time. So if, for instance, you were eating a snack at 10 o'clock for three or four days in a row uh, within a week, then you kind of start craving that. And that's what I see a lot with people. And so I think a couple of things to think about is when that hunger or that desire to eat comes on, to stop and ask yourself, am I truly hungry? Do I need this? I had a patient this past week that said whenever that urge to kind of stress eat would hit her, she would stop and drink a little, one of the little tiny bottles of water and then ask herself again, am I really hungry? Do I really need this? If the answer is yes, you know, if for you, you think I really do want this snack at night, then we might turn to a smart goal to think about how do we manage this and keep it in check and maybe stay a little bit healthier. And so, um, you know, we might think about if I'm going to eat a snack each night at 10 o'clock, I will have X. And so we'll think about a portion controlled food. What's something that you might like to eat or is that something you're willing to share with us? Oh, no. I mean, like, I'm a, I love pretzels. Okay, you're telling, I can hear that aha. Does that mean I shouldn't be eating those at night? No, I actually was getting a drink of water. So. Oh. <laughs> what happens oh, when you're doing something like that? Pretzels are a really great snack. Um, you know, and if you're thinking about those, they're low in fat, they're crunchy, you know, they take a while to chew up. So you might think about, uh, you know, at 10 o'clock when I eat a snack, I will eat. Um, one little lunch size bag of pretzels. It's portion controlled. You can eat the whole thing and when it's gone, it's gone. So a lot of times I'll look at portion control in, in that regard. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, because I buy these little 100 calorie bags of pretzels. So right. what you're saying to me is I could eat that, that, that bag at night if I really had a crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you're eating you know, a pint of premium ice cream or something like that. Um, what you're choosing to do is portion controlled, which I think that's a great tip for anyone that's listening with snacking. If you kind of want to take the the worry out of how much am I eating, you know, if you eat out of a bag or eat out of a box, it's hard to know. Am I eating 52 goldfish crackers or, you know, <laughs> 72? But if you, you eat out of a portion control container, box bag, whatever it may be, it's really easy to to know exactly what you're doing, take a peek at the label, and, you know, know what you're getting. So I think going back to the SMART goals, if we think about specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, it might be I will have a portion-controlled snack of one bag of pretzels, you know, one individual bag of pretzels at 10 o'clock each night to control my hunger and stress eating. So that's how we would take that general goal and kind of make it SMART. Right. I And you're right, though. You have to watch that portion control because it's it's like my husband will say, well, I only had this 100-calorie frozen yogurt bar. And I say, yeah, that's right. But, you know, when you have four of them in a row, you know, it, it doesn't work. You know, it adds up. You right. Know, it's, right. My last example I, I want to ask you about is eating healthier when you're traveling. You know, being in planes, you know, being on the road, uh, I do a lot of travel. How do you eat healthier when you're traveling? 
Yeah, and you know, this is a time of year when a lot of folks are traveling for, for the upcoming holidays and so forth. But with traveling, you know, you think about with air travel in particular, a couple of things that come into mind are you may want to take some portable snacks with you that are healthy and won't spoil. You know, maybe it's little packages of peanut butter or, um, you know, whole grain crackers or it doesn't get any more portable than a piece of fresh fruit. You know, think, think about things like that that you can carry with you that won't spoil. I'm always looking at snacks as an opportunity to work in a fruit or vegetable serving. Maybe the little packages of hummus and celery or something like that that you can easily carry with you um, when you're traveling. Also, we want to think about hydration because air travel is very dehydrating. A lot of people don't think about that. So maybe once you go through security, take that opportunity to go in, grab a bottle or two of water to have with you um, on the plane if, if you're not able to get beverage service at that time for whatever reason. Um, and then looking at, I think the airport is a great opportunity to work extra steps into your day. You know, those, those terminals can be long, um, but looking at how do we, if you have a layover, get up and walk around some. Our goal each day for general good health is to try to work towards getting 10,000 steps a day. And, you know, every 2,000 is about a mile. So I think that can be a really good opportunity to work in that fitness in between those flights. I, I know, except when I walk through the airport, I often think you and, and I were talking about horses later, earlier. You know, you need to put on the blinders because, you know, there's just so many times you can walk by the ice cream place. You know? <laughs> I know what you're saying, right. yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, I want to ask you a question specifically about, um, diabetics. So when I go into a grocery store, I go into a drugstore, I suddenly see like rows and rows, shelves and shelves of supposedly diabetic friendly food their bars their drinks i mean are they really diabetic friendly yeah so that's something that i get a lot of questions about from my own patients is you know if i see something that says diabetic or diabetes or sugar-free does that mean it's good for me and you know the core takeaway with that is you want to turn up and look at the label and look at first what are they calling a serving size and how much of that are you going to eat but secondly take a look at the total carbohydrate on the label now i find a lot of people get fixated on sugar or sugar alcohols um, which they often put in the the sugar-free foods Um, but you want to look at total carbohydrate because for people with diabetes it's that total amount that you eat that impacts the blood sugar the most so just because something says that it's sugar-free or diabetic um, or diabetes friendly may not mean that it's carbohydrate free and that's the big thing that we're looking at. So whether I'm a diabetic or not a diabetic and I'm I'm listening to the show and I want to make just one change right now that would impact me the most um, in terms of eating healthy. I mean, what would that be? Is that exercise? I mean, what's that one or two things that I could change now that would lead me on to a path of better health and better eating? Sure. You know, for listeners, what I would recommend is think about what you're drinking first. Um, A lot of people don't think about the extra calories or carbohydrate that they may be taking in from 
fruit juice, which, you know, we, we think of as being healthy, but the carbohydrate and the calories add up quickly with that. Or maybe there's people that are drinking fruit drinks or regular sodas or extra wine and beverages during the holiday, but really stop and think about what am I drinking? And, you know, if we make the switch from just a 12-ounce regular soda to a calorie-free version or to water, that saves 150 calories and 40 grams of carbohydrate. That's almost a meal's worth of carbohydrate. So for folks with diabetes, that's huge. Um, you know, I think another big opportunity is in the area of, of physical activity. And my mantra is to, to move more and sit less. You know, try not to go more than an hour sitting. And in my job, it can be easy to sit all day at the desk when I'm working with my patients. But, you know, I think that reminder to every 60 minutes, get up and move around and the goal is to try to work towards more steps towards the day. Thank you very much, Tammy. How do people get your book, get in touch with you? What is your contact information? Sure, I have a website. If listeners want to learn more, it's TammyRossRD.com. And the name of my new book is What Do I Eat Now? It's a step-by-step guide to eating right with type 2 diabetes and lots of tips in there for just general good healthy eating, whether people have diabetes or not. And uh, it's available in bookstores nationwide and on Amazon and at shopdiabetes.org. Shopdiabetes.org, the website of the American Diabetes Association. Thank you very much, Tammy. These were great tips, and I'm glad we all appreciate it. Thank you so much. Great talking with you. Great. As a caregiver, you have to take care of yourself in order to keep providing care. So the first part of this podcast, we learned from Tammy Ross how to stay healthier by changing our habits and also eating better. In this next section, Jason Tucker will join us, and we'll be discussing the importance of the three R's for caregivers. Rest, respite, and refueling. Actually, I hope you like that because I just made it up. So at Sarah Care, we have programs and services throughout the country. Today, we're going to focus on our adult day health centers. Jason is the director of center operations for our corporate Sarah Care centers. Jason, welcome to Caught Between Generations. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my name is Jason, and um, I have a family. I have a wife who is a teacher at Marlington Local Schools, and I have a son, a seven-year-old son named Caden and a two-year-old daughter named Kayla, and they are both a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a good time at home. Um, I went to Malone College, graduated with a bachelor's in organizational business management, and I have pretty much worked most of my career in healthcare. So what do you do in your free time? Well, in my free time, obviously, I like to play with the kids. We have a good time at home. Um, But other than that, I like to play basketball. I'm a big basketball fan, and I like to play video games. Video games? Video Xbox, yes. (laughs) It's it's how I relieve my stress. (laughs) So now you're working with us. We're really thrilled to have you uh, at Sarah Care. And I've mentioned Sarah Care a little bit from time to time on the show. But I haven't really talked about what we do. So maybe you would like to explain what we do at Saracare. Sure, Saracare. Um, you know, we do we do all kinds of things. We have like 20 group programs that we offer, um, such as a men's group and a women's group. Um, our adult day centers are like a medical-based model where we offer some restorative therapy. Um, we offer nursing care. We do activities of daily living. 
we do uh, basic activities, craft room, craft clubs, outings. Um, we have tons of entertainment every day and throughout the week. And, um, you know, we have a lot of participants that come to the centers and we just have a great time. Yeah, we do have a great time. We do. We have golf leagues, we have bowling leagues, we have fishing leagues. Um, but we're really proud of the fact that we're able to keep families together. Yeah. And to help families keep their seniors at home and out of a nursing home if they don't need to be there. Right. Yeah. That's that's a huge um, a huge plus for for Sarah Care and for um, the adult population in general. So it's really nice to work. I think it's Sarah I Care. Do, I do. I love it. Because we feel good at the end of the day because yeah. we've helped people and families are happier and people are happier. So. Right, yeah. Everybody goes home at the end of the day and, and, you know, back to their homes and we all go home and we start again the next day. So many of our Sarah Care centers are open Monday through Fridays from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. But some of our Sarah Care centers, because we are in multiple states throughout the country, some of our Sarah Care centers are open on Saturdays. Um, and now our corporate centers that are primarily in Northeast Ohio uh, are about to launch a new program. Um, and so maybe you want to tell us about that. Sure. The, um, the satellite centers, actually, uh, we're going to offer Saturday programming. And um, pretty much a Saturday program is to help relieve some, some caregiver stress. Um, you know, because the holiday season is approaching, and we all know the holiday season is very stressful. No, no, no. The holiday season is very joyous. It is joyous, but it's stressful on the caregiver. <laughs> It's stressful on all it's of us. It's stressful on all of us. Especially, it is. especially us women. Oh, well, yeah. the men, too. you got to yeah. give props to the men. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's stressful for everybody. And, you know, every now and again, people need a little stress relief. So there's where we come in and try to offer these Saturday programs. For Caregivers at Christmas, um, we have a couple of events going on. And, uh, for instance, uh, Yield Christmas is one of our events um, where we kind of take a step back in time and celebrate the vintage um, craft making and singing old-fashioned Christmas carols and um, enjoying some lunch from the days of, you know, yesteryear and drinking some classic wassail punch and uh, reminiscing about just treasured family traditions and a lot of uh, reminiscing and nostalgic events. And we're doing that on Saturday, December 5th. 5th. December 5th, yes. Yes. And then um, another event we're having on Saturday, December 12th, is a holiday around the world, a happy holiday around the world. Um, so we're going to like take some trips around the world, um, such as to visit Italy and France and Germany and Mexico, and just to celebrate different traditions um, of and their customs that they do kind of around the holiday season. I love that one. You get to eat food from I around know. the world. It's right? great. There, there's no, there's no like giving up any like thing. You know, you got you're gonna get weight. You're gonna gain weight. Because <laughs> I would do. I would. You, totally. you, you never gain weight, but go ahead. So that's on December 12th. Well, tell us what we're doing December 19th. December 19th, it's a holly jolly holiday. Um, you know, for people to come join us um, is the best time of the year. Obviously, it's holly jolly. Uh, so it's the ultimate holiday Christmas party. It's kind of like the kickoff to um, to Christmas coming up. Um, seniors will enjoy some great Christmas bingo uh, with more prizes that anybody can fit inside Santa's bag. Um, and, you know, they'll have a jolly old time and we'll be had by all as we play the favorite card games, decorate holiday cookies, or, uh, like you said, eat them. And, you know, just sing along with um, some local children from the local community. 
We will be continuing to open up on Saturdays, and this is the beginning of that. Correct. So let's talk about why respite is so important for caregivers. Um, respite's important for caregivers for a lot of reasons. Um, but I'll give you an example of um, shopping at a mall or something, and you have your loved one who is a senior, and you're at the mall, and sometimes around the holiday season, the um, the crowds are really crazy at the malls. And so sometimes there's not a lot of places to sit down and rest. And for the caregiver taking their loved one out in the in the mall, they might be tired, get tired real easily, and there's not a lot of places to sit down. So you know it's kind of stressful on the on the uh, the caregiver and also on the loved one because you know that loved one's not going to have a good time. Um, and especially if they didn't have a good time, if they've never liked shopping in before when they were younger. Um, and they're not going to they're not going to enjoy it. So it's kind of just that stress relief there for the caregiver. All right. So the the respite for the caregiver is very important because, as we often say on the show, in order to keep giving care, you have to take care of yourself. Correct. It's really important to refuel. Um, so to have your seniors spend a few hours with us at Saracare, having a great time, having right. great food, having great fun, being with friends. And meanwhile, you can have a little bit of time to go shopping or go to lunch. Right. Take care of your house. Go to the movies, movies maybe. Whatever even. you want to do. Right. Um, we'll make you feel better and, and we'll be, we'll let you continue to give that really wonderful care that you're giving. Exactly. And, that, and that's what we are going to strive to do. And that's what we continue to strive to do every day for our seniors and um, for Sarah Care in general. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. I appreciate it. My takeaway today is think about the people for which you are caring. You are their most important person. They're depending on you to take care of yourself. So when someone asks you what you want for the holidays or your birthday, tell them you want a gift card to a spa or a gift certificate to a restaurant or to the movies because you're important. I really love my time with you. Please take care of yourself. It's very, very important.